Hello and welcome to On Board with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. Hello and welcome to an exciting episode of On Board with Cruise Passenger, brought to you today by Regent Seven Seas Cruises. I'm Rose Jacobs, your host. And I'm Peter Lynch, publisher of Cruise and Travel Magazine and cruisepassenger.com.au. Today we're talking about one of our favourite cruise lines, Regent Seven Seas Cruises. The world's most luxurious fleet. And you, I know how much you love luxury. I right? love luxury. I know you love luxury, Peter. I do love luxury. <laughs> <laughs> and they are indeed luxurious, but they are more than that. And we're going to hear exactly why very, very shortly. Indeed. In our most recent chats, we shared the extraordinary details of Regent Seven Seas, five grand voyages, departing in 2025 and 2026 and ranging from 61 nights to 117. I have to say my mind is still reeling from our last episode, Peter, because um, those five grand voyages for 25-26 pretty much covered every corner of the planet that you can imagine. We left no stone unturned, so I don't know how we're going to top that today. <laughs> well, my, I understand, but uh, believe it or not, Regent Seven Seas hasn't stopped there. Today, we are going to be revealing the stunning 2025-2026 Voyage Collection. Ooh. And believe it or not, they found 30 new ports to visit. How did they just keep finding <laughs> these ports? It's pretty amazing. And stay listening because uh, later in the program, we're going to be talking to you about an amazing competition in which you can win a week's cruise in Alaska with Regent Seven Seas. So details on that throughout the podcast. Keep listening, guys. Okay, so. Well, Lisa Pyle, Vice President, Sales and General Manager, Asia Pacific, is here to tell us all about the Voyage Collection. Welcome back and not to On Board and Cruise Passenger. It's great to see you again. Lovely to be back and great to see you both again. And I believe you've actually been doing what you do best, and that's been cruising. Both of you have been cruising recently. We've been very We lovely. won't say who with, but you've both been cruising. It's fabulous. It doesn't matter who we're cruising with. <laughs> that's it's, exactly it's right. Where so, but we you've go. been cruising. And Correct. Yeah, we are the absolute living example of travel being back. And you are, and you both look so time. relaxed. You both look so relaxed <laughs> since you've been cruising. We had such a fabulous time. <laughs> Peter's got his lovely lemon yellow, Amalfi yellow going on. That's right. I've got my Alaskan tan You've happening. definitely got yes. an Alaskan tan happening. <laughs> I've got to say, we really, really rediscovered many of the haunts that we haven't seen for many years. And I think many of our listeners will be going through the same process, I think. But as Rose mentioned, we had a lot of fun on our last episode together, exploring what we said was a treasure hunt mm. brought to you by Regent. Uh, five new grand voyages. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And Peter, we just, you know, those grand voyages were absolutely fantastic. They were up to 164 nights, of yes. course. Wow. So, I mean, it was absolutely incredible. But today, I believe we're talking about our brand new season launch, our 2025. I know, I know your <laughs> listeners are going to be saying, why are they talking about 2025 oh, no. and 2026? No, no, that's going to be here before we know it. it and is. as we know with Regent... 
things that the minute they're launched, they're selling out. They People, do, Rose. And I think yeah. from, from an Australian point of view, the Australians book so much further in advance mm. than anyone else in the world. So we tend to book 18 months to two years in advance. Mm. So it's fantastic to get those sailings out so our guests and your listeners can choose the sailing and the suite of their choice. Exactly. And that's really important message. So one of the big things we brought back from our tours is that today, places like Europe, you really have to book ahead. Mm. So to give you an example, we went to a museum and uh, quite literally we were told that the tickets had sold out and the best date they could give us was six months ahead. <laughs> that so, is incredible. Um, and it's and it really is. It's the same. I mean, and we're laughing, but it is the same with restaurants. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Europe is so busy at present. And of course, I think, Rose, you and I were discussing earlier, the one thing that COVID has taught us mm. is not to wait. Exactly. And so people are just getting out there and discovering the world again. That's it. But I also personally love having something on the horizon to look forward to. I, yeah, and I think a lot of people do. A lot do. of momentum. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely correct. I love I think, planning ahead. Exactly. And I think it's important in our part of the world because we have to fly to get there. So it's so nice to be able to fly and, and make sure in advance that you know what you're doing because the uh, the average Australian, when they're cruising with us, with Regent, they're going away for six to eight weeks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, so they're combining cruising. They might do river cruising. They, they're they doing land programs. They're mm. visiting, la you know, family and friends as well. Exactly. So it's part of a bigger trip. And they venturing definitely want to... that luggage allowance, don't they? They definitely oh, yes, want yes, that yes, luggage yes. allowance. <laughs> Particularly for on the way home after all the shopping. Yes. Yes. Now, honestly, Lisa, I just, I actually can't believe that Regent could top the last itineraries that we discussed, but there are certainly a few more surprises up your sleeve for today. There are. And I think once again, our itinerary planning department... You know, I've been with Regent now for eight years, and I think this is probably one of the most exciting new season launches I've come across because of the so there's so many new ports of call, mm. but also the areas of the world we're going to. You know, places like Madagascar. Now, I lived in East Africa. I lived in Tanzania for a few years, and I can tell you now, Madagascar made famous by the lion. Yes. yes. I mean, but also, who would ever get to the Comoros Islands? Yeah. And Tanzania. I mean, we call into Dar es Salaam. We're down the east coast there of Africa, into southern Africa. We're, we're starting a cruise from Port Louis yes, wow. in yes. Mauritius. I mean, this is going to be beautiful. And also the Middle East. I mean, that really is becoming a very, very popular part of the world. And we have some magnificent sailings taking in the Middle East. She's doing it again, Peter. I know. <laughs> we, we've just got to get on board. <clears throat> well, I'm, I'm going to slip out now and call my travel agent. <laughs> but good idea. That's a wonderful Hello. idea. But Your travel me, advisor. But Peter. tell me, Lisa, the important part is that you're finding these really undiscovered places, mm. which means that you can be sure that you won't be following the crowd. And I think, you know, the other lesson from Europe is mm. that we really need to discover these newer places where you're not so daunted by long queues and crowds of people. I agree with that. But also I think slowing down and spending quality time yes. in destinations has become very, very important. And you'll see with the new season launch that Regent has come out with over 124 overnight stays in ports of oh, call. Wow. And you're right, Peter, these new ports of call, they're in places that you and I would never normally get to. Mm. So I think what's so lovely about cruising is that you get to see a glimpse of another place. Yes. And you can decide whether that is a place that you want to revisit or not. But you also get sometimes to see the heart and soul of a country by not going just to the main mm. cities or the main destinations. So these smaller yep. ports of call allow you to look inside 
inside the soul of a country and experience something completely different, which is what I love. I'm kind of picturing it like a like a degustation of it destinations. Is, it is. <laughs> it is. But also, you know, it's like when we cruise Japan. How many people get the opportunity to go around Japan mm. and see all these wonderful little ports of call or circumnavigate South America? It is truly remarkable. It's such lovely things to do. I think the next question, it, it might not be, you know, where are these new cruises going to go, but more likely, is there anywhere these cruises won't be going with 30 new ports? Of course. I mean, I know it's it's quite incredible, Rose, because we now visit over 500 destinations worldwide. Wow. And I'm always incredibly surprised by our itinerary planning department. They do such an amazing job because last year we had 16 new ports of call. Yeah. This year it's 30 new ports of call, and I'm always in intrigued by the amount of work that goes into finding a new port of call because it's not about just about the ship fitting into the port it's about the infrastructure there what's mm. there it's about what we can offer our guests on board with new shore excursions and what are they going to discover yes. so it it really is amazing so yes 30 new ports of call there's not too many places we don't go. I do have to say that we're not an expedition cruise line. Yeah. We're a classic ocean cruise line. So, of course, we don't get up to the Northwest Passage, but we do get to Antarctica. We do do a scenic mm, sail by in Antarctica. Yes, probably the Northwest Passage is probably one of the few places we don't go to. And you go to Alaska. We do go to Alaska as well. We'll be talking well. about that a little we bit. We will so be. certainly will. That's also a little clue Just for stay anyone tuned. listening stay who wants to win a fabulous prize. Oh, how beautiful are those cruises in Alaska? <laughs> well, I do have to just... You boast a little here, but I have just got back from a cruise in Alaska and um, it absolutely is more beautiful than I possibly imagined. I agree with that, Rose. I actually sailed Alaska with my parents in 218 and I must say it was never on my bucket list, but it was on my mother's. Mm. And I am so glad we did it because it absolutely amazed me. I always thought it would be a lot like New Zealand. Mm. It's not. It's absolutely... I mean, New Zealand is stunning. Alaska is probably more stunning I would say because yes. it is so wild and the only place you can really see it is via a cruise yes. and the wildlife I mean incredible wildlife I don't know if you got to see bears well I was in one particular <laughs> part of Alaska and, and our tour guide just happened to mention that the local population of people was 14,000 and the local population of bears was 20,000 yeah, nice. so. <laughs> yes. yes you're absolutely incredible and uh, I think you went earlier on in the season so you would have seen very skinny, hungry bears. Yes. And um, if you go later in the season, you'll see very fat, slow-moving bears. Well, I, I have to admit, I was kind of busy looking the other way at the lumberjacks and um, eating the oh, all-you-can-eat right. um, the salmon, crab and salmon. Yes. I know, it's delicious. Oh, but it's a great destination. But I, I think one thing worth mentioning as well is that it's not just new routes and new shore excursions. We're also talking about the all-included element with Regent as well. So there's this ease that goes with the cruises and the itineraries. Yeah, so. that's a really good point because I, th I the value proposition that Regent offers is a truly all-inclusive experience. And we have a saying in cruise, it's not what it costs you to get on board, it's what it costs you to get off. Yes. And that's where Regent really comes into their own because, you know, as we've been speaking about, it's the all-included shore excursions. It's all your dining, including speciality mm. dining, or if you want to dine in your beautiful suite. It's an all-suite, all-balcony product. We do all your laundry. It's unlimited laundry. 
We service. all know the value of that. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah. We, when we love an included laundry. <laughs> yeah. Particularly for these long trips. We love, yes. I mean, the lovely thing, there's a joke at Regent, it's my shout tomorrow night. Because all your beverages are included. You know, yep. it's such a and lovely thing. Even it's, down to the gratuities. Correct. Covered. So correct. I've done yeah. a bit of a calculation because, you know, we, we've discussed um, Europe and how it's becoming crowded and mm. expensive. But actually looking at what the the value you mm. get on a Regent cruise. So uh, I've just come back from Europe and we paid 900 euros to stay a night in Rome. So just think Ouch. about that. So yeah. that's 900 euros. So that's about, for your listeners, it's about 1,300 Australian Correct. dollars per person per night. For one yeah. night. So on a 10-night stay, we would have paid $14,770 mm-hmm. Australian dollars mm. with no lunch or dinner, by the breakfast? way. Breakfast? Did that say breakfast? say breakfast was included. Oh, yeah. wow. You've got a good deal. But no drinks, no entertainment, Ooh. no transport, basically yeah. just a yes. bed. But imagine... If I paid to fly every day to a new port as well and had lunch and dinner, I reckon that we could add another $20,000 to that Add your champagne bill in there, Peter. Would be another $20,000. At least $50,000. So I can sail seven nights on Regent Seven Seas Navigator, Lisbon to Barcelona, for seven thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. That's right, and so it works out to be about one thousand one hundred Australian dollars per person per day. For yeah. everything, but that's everything, everything included. So that's, that's cheaper than one so night in a nice one bed night in a in hotel. Twelve hundred mm. Australian dollars. Nothing else. But you know, Peter that and Rose, we do know statistically globally that cruising, not just luxury cruising, cruising in general, is um, the value is about 30% greater value than land programs. Yes. Yeah. yes. So people are, you know, when you're considering whether, for your listeners, some of you may not have cruised before, it represents such amazing value for money. Yeah. And I can say this because I was a former hotelier mm. and um, in luxury hotels, and I was always amazed. I mean, I was never a cruiser until I moved into cruising. And it just represents such wonderful value for money, but also it's just Ease, peace of mind. This is what I'm thinking. You overnight, you wake up every morning. That's right. Most mornings, you wake up in a new port of call in another destination. And you haven't had to pack your suitcase, (laughs) get to the airport, wait for the flight, find out your flight's cancelled. And in fact, if you're an early riser like I am, I tend to be get my lovely cup of coffee from the coffee machine in your suite. And I tend to stand on the balcony as I'm coming into my new destination. And I can tell you all the cities in the world where they look gold. Old at sunrise. That's right. You know, absolutely well, beautiful. While so you're true. on your balcony, I'm upstairs in the gym doing a little Pilates <laughs> class. Peter, you're somewhere in the <coughs> yes. spa. No, no, I'm still in bed. Breakfast delivered honest. by the butler. <laughs> yeah, why would you not That's want right. to choose Peter's that? in one of the distinctive suites being, <laughs> being observed by his butler. Absolutely. Oh dear. So let's get started. And just one thing, mm-hmm. the 2025-26 Voyage Collection reservations are open. Oh, yes. On June the 22nd. Put that June in the, the 22nd, diary. that's correct. So um, you can go and speak to your travel advisor about it in advance. Mm-hmm. They are getting a preview. Okay. They're getting a two-week preview, Peter. So if you're interested, please go and speak to your travel advisor. They will start taking your reservations from the 8th of June. Mm. But in general, it will open up and we'll be able to confirm the reservation from the 22nd of June. Okay, well, let's get cracking with the first big sailings. Let's start, Lisa. Where are we off to and what can we expect? 
Okay, Rose, I think we're going to start with the wonderful that I've just spoken about, and that's Africa and Arabia. Yes, please. Absolutely incredible. We're in the new season launch. We're offering nine sailings in total. Wow. And we're very pleased to have that magnificent Seven Seas Voyager and the Seven Seas Navigator sailing these regions. So both wonderful, wonderful ships. The Navigator I love because she's a smaller ship. She's the smallest of the fleet, Mm. only 490 passengers, but she does allow us to get into those very, very small ports. And they've got a very loyal following, haven't they? They do. So I mean, everyone has their up, favourites. Yes. <laughs> many people just book up well in advance knowing that ship and that cabin. Mm, they ready to People pounce. get their favourites. I yeah. do have to say, mine is, I mean, I know you're not supposed to have favourite children, <laughs> but mine has always been the Seven Seas Mariner. Oh, and I know yeah. people have their favourite ships. Peter, I know you have yours. I do. Yeah, we won't, well, don't have to we, reveal it now. These Let's... two are two of your favourites, Peter. And, Absolutely. And there's a great reason for it. So there would be some really exotic shore excursions on a trip like this. Mm. There really are. And, I, you know, let's talk about Madagascar because, I mean, incredible location. They were calling into five ports of call in Madagascar. Have you both been to Madagascar? Not yet. No. no. Nope. So it's located 420 kilometres east of Mozambique. So right. you know where we are. We're on the yep. east coast mm. there of Africa. Did you know it's the world's fourth largest island? Oh, really? Yep. And honestly, it's amazing. But it does have 30 million people. So we're not talking small. Wow. But it has so many beautiful places to discover. And, of course, in Madagascar, it's all about the wildlife and nature reserves. It truly is a remarkable destination, hence why we've chosen five different ports of call in Madagascar. Phenomenal. And also then we look at also, Rose, you know, we also get to call into the Comoros Islands, which most people would never get to go to. And then, of course, the capital of Tanzania, which is Dar es Salaam. They're on the east coast of Africa. So we've got some beautiful sailings there. We then also we spoke about Port Louis in Mauritius. Mauritius, of course, known for its French influence, its beautiful French colonial architecture, its Creole food. I know, Peter, you're a fan of the Creole food. And of course... (laughs) For those of that you that don't know, but um, Mauritius was actually founded by a French governor back in 1735. Oh, I so didn't there's know a that. lot of history there. Oh. So when you go to a place like Mozambique, for instance, do you actually get into the game parks? Yes, you do. So, yes, you do. So we part have of, so there'd much. There'd be a shore excursion. Correct. Well, there'll be a number of shore excursions to choose from, Excellent. and of course, many will involve. Um, the wildlife parks and also mm. game reserves, but also very there's many different national parks also in Madagascar. So you're Madagascar. in safari. Correct. Well, it is made famous by the Lion King. Exactly. Well, also, I mean, my kids, <laughs> one of their favourite films is Madagascar, so yeah, I can't that's help exactly but, yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Brilliant. Brilliant. And then if we look in um, the Middle East like we were speaking about before, we've got places like Doha now yeah. on new ports of call. So, you know, we've got sailings like from Doha down to Singapore, Doha to Athens. I don't know if you've ever called into Doha, but Doha is in a remarkable city, probably one of my favourite Middle Eastern cities. Yes. It's quite beautiful. Mm. Um, it's on. It's got beautiful, lovely colour ocean, but you've also got that magnificent Museum of Islamic Art, which was designed by the world-renowned architect I.M. Pei, yep. and it really does stand out there on, on the water. And then you've also got the National Museum of Qatar. Mm. So for those of you who've never thought about going to Qatar, Doha, it is truly a remarkable city. I just I think it, they've got the balance right between so between modernity 
Yes. And the cultural roots that they that, that I agree with that actually. I agree with that. So you've got a very, very modern setting, but you've got great culture and history on show. Well I I would like to think that this is such an exotic sounding destination to me. I want to experience, you know, the buzzing lively markets and the and the bazaars and and the mosques. You know, I I really want to be immersed into a culture that's so different to what I'm used to. Correct. And and that's what you're gonna get when you go, you know, whether it be the Middle East or whether it be Africa, these are all new destinations. I mean, you know, if I go back to when we were talking about Madagascar, Mm. I mean, it always conjures up the baobab tree. Yeah. You know, they have the avenue of the baobabs. They're quite haunting those trees. Wow. So for those of you who are looking for something completely different, you've been there, done that, because don't forget a lot of your your listeners are well-travelled, you know, so they're looking for something that different, that bucket list item. And I think we've hit the nail on the head with well, these new itineraries. I think so too, because it's it's not just, as you said, it's not just the destination, but it's about what you do when you get there Correct. and how authentic you make that experience. Absolutely. And I yeah. honestly believe that all of our shore excursions, whether it be a go local tour, mm. one of our culinary tours, one of our Epicurean adventures, they're all there. You can make it. It is all authentic. You're taking in the local culture. You you're tasting the local food. You're seeing these beautiful rainforests and wilderness and magnificent <laughs> animals. And wow. you're mixing with locals. It's fantastic, extraordinary. And so I have to just take us back to Alaska. Okay, <laughs> I have to. Um, I'm still boasting about it that that I got to sample this. But I think Alaska is in for a big surprise with um, with the new additions to the itineraries that you have coming up. Yes, it truly is. And we've got the Seven Seas Explorer returning for another yes. year, another season in Alaska. She's a great she's ship. Just she's just had much her loved. inaugural. Mm. She's a beautiful ship and she's just completed her inaugural. It was currently in her inaugural season there. So she'll be returning to Alaska, which is absolutely fantastic for us. Um, we've also got some of the wonderful popular ports of call like Skagway mm-hmm. and Ketchikan and Juneau mm. and then of course I don't know Peter and Rose if you ever got to experience but up close the Hubbard Glacier I mean we go in quite close yes. and I remember the captain when I was on the ship turning the ship around but for most people they don't realize the Hubbard Glacier is about 112 kilometers long yeah. we're it's talking set. about a very large glacier Hubbard Glacier Whoa. so it's it is stunning to see that I am um, I was actually up close and personal with the glacier like literally two weeks ago, and a part of it cracked off and, and cascaded into, oh, wow. into... While she were there. While and we were standing right there. And for a brief moment, I thought we were going to get a bit of a tidal, yes. you know, sort of surge. But it was the scale of it. Well, did I it make couldn't a big, comprehend. Did it make a big noise? Because they it, often yeah, make a big noise. it cracked noise. like lightning. Yes, famous. it was, it was phenomenal. Did yeah. you manage to chop a bit off for the ice in your cocktail? <laughs> they were serving some sort of glacial <laughs> cocktail <laughs> on board. <laughs> It's unbelievable. It was isn't bright it? blue. I I said no, thank you. But, but then you can also, Rose. I think you know, off the beaten path destinations, including Icy Strait Point and an award winning traditional village that you mm. get to go and see. And then you've got, you know, you've got so many myriads of adventures that we were just talking about. Whether yeah. it be, you know, doing Denali National Park before the cruise. Or, you know, doing the Rocky Mountaineer after Mm. the cruise. There is so much to enjoy when you actually take an Alaskan cruise. Like you said, it's very immersive and it really is about 
getting, you know, further inland or going further beyond where most people would expect to be able to I go. I agree. And also, I think, once again, I think for, for your listeners, Alaska really can only be done by cruise. Yes. I agree. And only in the summer periods because it's iced mm. in during winter. That's right. Yes. Well, I think Rose is still trying to work out how she can <laughs> sneak a lung, lumberjack back in her suitcase. <laughs> they were rather handsome, I have to admit. <laughs> that does all sound incredible, Lisa, particularly feasting on salmon and local brews and things like that. Yes, did you go? I mean, you know, you get to visit a salmon farm, which is really quite mm. interesting. And I mean, the produce in Alaska is the seafood is divine. And once you get to see where it is sourced, you tend to enjoy the flavour of it a of whole lot because more. they're pristine waters That's and right. they're very healthy looking salmon. I can oh, say. Oh yes, very happy salmon. So I think Australians particularly like these extended journeys. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, you know, we've seen we've seen in the last twelve to eighteen months that people, are, as we said, people are definitely travelling for longer. They're going away for at least six to eight weeks. But cruise-wise, you know, we're up to an average of about 21 nights on a cruise. So in Alaska, we've actually brought out just for really for the Australian and New Zealand markets, we've brought out a couple of sailings that are actually 14 nights. So Mm. people can actually go to Alaska and enjoy that extended sailing. There's no double ups of ports of call. So you really are discovering most of Alaska. And so it's a really wonderful opportunity to go and immerse yourself in Alaska and the destination. Yeah, one, one week just doesn't cut it. I, mean, I totally agree with you. It's such a wild and and, and it goes so quickly, doesn't it? Destination. Yes. Yeah, it's almost too quick. You can't fit it all in. So yeah, fourteen nights just sounds ideal. It does. So let's turn to Asia, Lisa. I think that's another area which uh, is going to feature in these new voyages. Yes, Asia's very popular. Close to home sailings are very popular. We've got the Seven Seas Explorer and our gorgeous Seven Seas Navigator that will be looking after our Asia sailings in the 25-26 season. Mm. And we've got some beautiful new ports of call in Asia as well. My God. Okay, so how do you pronounce <coughs> these places? Okay, so we're going to introduce six new ports of call in Asia, mm-hmm. and these include Amori and Sakata in Japan, mm-hmm. Dalian in China, which I know very, very well, I have to say. Dalian's a really interesting city in China. I don't know if you've either of you have ever been, but yes. no, it was founded yeah, by the okay. Russians back in 1898. Yes, oh, it has a lot been, of history then. There is a lot of history. So it was... Um, conquered by the Russians and then the Japanese. Mm. It sits really lovely on the coast, so it's very close to South and North Korea, Mm. um, also close to Russia and also close to Japan. So it's a really beautiful destination, actually. Fascinating identity. It really is a fascinating, and it's a real melting pot. Yeah. And that is reflected in the gorgeous food. So for those who like to do something different and see a new port of call in China, Mm. then Dalian is definitely a great one, a really nice city. I'm imagining... it has its own cherry blossoms. It does have its own cherry, because don't forget, it's quite close to Japan as well. So it has its own cherry blossom season. It's actually quite a pretty city, Dalian. So definitely worthwhile. I'm really excited that we're actually going and calling in to Darlene because I think it has a lot to offer. It even has a very pretty name, I think. Darlene. I think so too. Yes. I think it's a pretty name. <laughs> okay, so we've done Asia. What's new for sailings in Canada and New England? Well, I think the newest ship, the Seven Seas Grandeur, which is mm. being launched, oh, of yes. course, this mm. year in um, November, is scheduled to um, actually cruise 
the New England and and Canada sailing. Fabulous. So that's going to be absolutely beautiful. And that's grandeur along with splendor. Grandeur and splendor. Right. That's wow. correct. Um, so that will be something very, very special. And, of course, Canada and New England are really stunning destinations. It's all about the fall foliage. Mm. Um, and then you've got the beautiful destinations like the Bay of Fundy. You've got Halifax. And, of course, don't forget you're either sailing into or sailing out of New York. Oh. And then, of course, yeah. you're going up to Montreal. Yes. You know, in Quebec, and which is, you know, and they call Quebec the Europe of North America. Mm. So really a great, beautiful scenery bookended by New York. Or Montreal. Or Montreal, Correct. two great cities. And they really are beautiful destinations. And for those of you who've done North America, but you haven't done that coastline, it really is one of those bucket list items to do. All right. What about choosing destinations further south with cruises around the Caribbean and, and along the Panama Canal? Yeah, do you know, it's oh, interesting you say that. It's really interesting because <laughs> the Panama Canal is on one of those bucket list items. It's one of those yes. bucket list destinations. And I think Australians tend to have a fascination with the technical side of the actual yes. the canal, yeah. the architecture and the, and the technical side, because it really is an incredible feat what they have done there. And it's an extraordinary sight to see ships sailing through these very, very tight walls that have Absolutely. been built. It's and it's, an and amazing it takes sight. a few hours, right? So you're I going, totally you, get the end. The engineers among your That's guests exactly would right. be completely fascinated mm. by Yeah, and they are. And they come back with the most amazing stories. But we're also calling into places like Panama City, which is a really interesting yeah. city. Yes. So, you know, don't rule out the Caribbean and the Panama Canal. And there's some lovely sailings there. It's a great time of year uh, when we sail there. Of course, we follow the sun. So beautiful ports of call, great colour of water, but also, you know, that engineering feat of the Panama Canal itself. Well, I could just sit there and people watch forever. You yeah. know, the, the white linen suits and the Panama hats. And well, the Panama hats are always a good thing, but don't forget you do sometimes finish in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. So oh, that, of course, shop. is oh. a fantastic <laughs> shopping mecca for anybody. Bring it on. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, the Caribbean, though, really interesting for Australians because a lot of us, I'm told a lot of Australians feel, why would you go to the Caribbean when we've got great beaches right here at home? Yeah, I suppose it's the sophistication, culture and shopping of the area. Mm. Um, it's so different for us. You know, it is not like our beaches, actually. Yeah. So it is very different and it, it really does offer an alternative. The colour of the water is magnificent. As we said, the island hopping. Yes. And the culture, the people. And the culture, the, the people, the and cuisine the music. is very different. Yeah. So oh, the you know, music, the yes. music. The music. The nightlife. It's, got, it's really? got great energy. I yeah. do have to say that part of the world has absolutely wonderful energy. And don't forget, when you're doing the Caribbean, we're often calling into places like St. Bart's, mm. which is magnificent, mm. and St. Martin's. And it's just absolutely beautiful. So lots and lots of lovely ports of call. When you put it that way, it's almost like you really can't compare. They couldn't be more different, really, between very our, different. You know, our South Pacific beaches or New Zealand. And No, it's it's worlds apart. That's correct. Yeah. And it is really a lovely part of the world and something yeah. very different to what we're used to. So let's turn to the Mediterranean. Mm. Now, I feel like this is a bit of a hot spot the, coming up in the next um, well, couple Well, the Mediterranean, of years. absolutely. Yeah, so we're um, pulling out all stops for the Mediterranean, Peter, in the 25-26 season, and we're going to have five of our ships sailing Europe. Five. 
Wow. And the Mediterranean. That's big. All of Europe and the Mediterranean in the 25-26 season. So we have a lot on offer. And because we've got that many ships that are actually sailing, we've actually got some wonderful itineraries where we can be as creative as we want because we have that many ships. So anywhere from seven nights right through to 116 nights we have available. So lots and lots of ports of call in the Mediterranean and Europe in general. Incredible. And so there's a possible mix between Eastern Med and Western Med itineraries as well. Correct. That's correct. And don't forget, once again, you can also start off in the Middle East and take yourself up to. So, we, you know, if we were talking about Doha before, yep. Doha right through to Athens. Uh, taking in that beautiful, you know, the Jerusalem and the Ephesus and the Istanbul and then going right up the coast there. So really it's a lovely way to see the world, really. fabulous foods. But in the Mediterranean, it's really all about those ports, isn't it? It's really what you do on shore as well. Yes. And there are some really great experiences to have, not yeah. just food experience, but history, history and meeting course. people. Mm. And meeting lovely people. And of course, we've got some lovely new ports of call. Chios is one of them, one of the remote islands in Greece, mm. uh, where mm. guests can wander through a real life labyrinth in towns like Pergi with its medieval streets and traditional dwellings. And then there's the UNESCO recognized monastery, its beautiful trees and its rugged coastline. With really, these are gloriously untouched beaches. Yes. You're going to places that really are off the beaten track. That's that... fabulous because Greece is so hot right now. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. I mean, everyone wants to go to Not Greece, just right? Yeah. It's really hot. <laughs> and Chios, Chios is the fifth largest Greek island and it's very close to Turkey. So what separates it from Turkey is the Chios Strait, oh. just so people know where it is geographically. Yeah. So beautiful part of the world and probably a place that most people have not yet been to. Fantastic. And, and would you spend nights there? Would you yeah. you get the chance to go to the we beaches? We do. We actually do get to spend days there. I also hear that Puglia is um, is definitely going to be one to watch. Peter, you've just been to Puglia I, recently. I love the – yes, it's beautiful. I mean, I love the name for a start. <laughs> but it is absolutely traditional, cobbled laneways, gorgeous um, scenery, great food, and lovely people, I have just to say. postcard perfect, really. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Peter, I have to say I actually heard that the Mediterranean diet, speaking of Puglia and the cuisine, I've heard this is the best diet in the world for longevity. Exactly. Yeah, so all that fresh, you know, olive oil and olives and tomatoes and seafood. Sardines oh my and red gosh. wine. Oh, fresh linguine. I'm, I'm feeling younger just thinking I about know, all it. the good it's, things in life. <laughs> I must say, and on every street corner, I just don't know how they managed to do this. But you can sit down at any cafe and it's beautiful. The olive oil comes out, yes, the fresh it. bread comes out. I'm even. You're, I'm looking at you right now, and I'm. I'm feeling inspired by this lemon-coloured. Sort of, <laughs> feel like we should all have the a limoncello. Little limoncello. I do we have should. to say that I don't think. Anything tastes as good as the lemons in Italy. That's true. I know. They you are. Know, and they're bigger than your head. You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just got amazing. these lovely tastes, isn't it? And limoncello, <laughs> nothing gets better than a little limoncello for lunch. That's I must it. say, I did rediscover my love of Italian wines while I was there. Oh, fantastic. I have not had Valpolicella for many years. Yes. Oh. It's such a great wine. And so is Chianti. Yeah, I love a good Chianti. Somehow it's not the same back here, though, is it? 
when no, you get it from your local. Not. But it's like when you taste, you know, when you have a exactly. caprese salad in Italy and the mm. tomatoes taste like real tomatoes oh, and the, real the lemons taste like lemons. It's, it is fantastic. It, well, the produce is really quite We beautiful. could talk forever we about could, this. So now, Lisa, I, I'm feeling as though that it's impossible you've got anything more up your sleeve. Am I wrong? But, you know, we have to head northwards, don't forget, oh. and we're going to look at Scandinavia and Northern oh, Europe. Of course. Yes. And we've got four, yes, we've got four <laughs> ships sailing there in the 25-26 season. Wow. We've got... Um, the Seven Seas Grandeur and we're offering port-packed itineraries. Um, we're having overnight stays at some of the most iconic destinations of the region, which is allowing our guests to enjoy these iconic cities such as gorgeous Copenhagen, mm-hmm. which I adore. Same. Oslo, one of the most expensive cities in the world yep. and beautiful Stockholm by day and by night all-in-one cruise. It wow. really is a great way to see Scandinavia. Yes, yes, because a lot of these cities really come alive at night, so to be able to offer that as an experience is is really unique. It really is, and we've been working overtime, as you can imagine, Yes, um, and we've searched out some exciting new places to add to our northern itineraries, including ports in Greenland, Norway, Iceland, Sweden, Finland, and, of course, the wonderful Ireland. So true. To be sure. Yeah, so just to give you a couple of examples, I just wanted to work on a couple of examples. Mm. We've got a new port of call, Narsak in Greenland, which really is off the beaten track. And I don't know if you've ever been to Greenland. It's quite remarkable. It's Um, it's nestled in a fjord system where whales and seals make their home. And it's got this huge, imposing mountainscape behind the town and the glaciers in the harbour. So the the town is rarely visited by travellers. So this is a really good find. Mm. Um, and Rose, what about Ireland? You've got a bit of Irish I ancestry. I have a lot of Irish uh, ancestry. Is that right? I had no Can't idea. Can't you tell, Rose. Peter? I'm very fiery. <laughs> very fiery, yes. but you can take in Bantry in Ireland. Oh, and yes, please. it really is one of the prettiest places in Ireland. It's very picturesque. It's southwest coast of County Cork. Yes. To give you an idea, so it's from stone circles to golf courses, award-winning restaurants, magnificent country homes. There is so much for visitors to explore and we'll make sure they have the chance to enjoy every moment. So that's a really, really pretty part of Ireland. Sounds brilliant to me. Okay, so if we were to add this all up, how many new voyages are on offer? Okay, so the 2025-26 Voyage Collection, we're actually launching 164 brand new voyages as well as 124 overnight stays. So this is promising larger-than-life memories for our guests. Mm. It really is a very, very exciting launch. It's absolutely divine. It is staggering, I must say. I guess it's fair to say that your team has been very busy on the ground discovering all these new locations. I'm guessing I know, it's, it's not just, it's not just they, one little they, man out there no, with a backpack. No, it's got a team. We've got a great team. <laughs> how of do they course, do they, yeah. they are discovering. Stick a pin in it and say nobody's been there. It must be fun. There. I think they must I, have I fun. Think like, so. where are like, we going spin, to next? Spin that little globe and just put your finger on it and see where yeah. it lands. You know, no? they take a lot of feedback from our from our guests on board, and our guests on board will always give tips as well. So, you know, I encourage our guests on board to keep giving the tips because we listen to you and we have a lot of fun. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. Okay. Well, I've got to say, this is the part that blows me away. It's one thing to offer such an extraordinary itinerary with all of your sailings, but when we have stopped to compare the prices and and the prices in total, including everything, and we realise that we're region, of course, it's all inclusive, this is where region really stands out. So... I've got to say, 
Just after hearing everything that we've spoken about today, Lisa, I don't think these new sailings are going to sit on the shelf for very long, that's uh, to say the least. So, of course, with Regent having a lot of return guests also, as soon as these are ready for booking, they'll just fly. Yeah, they do very, very well. And I would encourage our Australian guests to get in there. And, you know, if your travel advisor says to you, look, Think about it, but don't think for too long. They're Mm. not trying to do a hard sell on you. They just want to ensure that you get the sailing and the sailing choice um, and the sweet choice that you want. Exactly. So what I'd encourage our listeners to do is to go to our website or your website. Or both. And spend a pleasant evening looking at all the destinations they could go through and dreaming about the trip that they think fits best. That's okay. correct. And you know what I would encourage them to do? If they if they go to the Regent website, they can actually um, ask for a request a brochure yes. and we mm. can send that out. And that way they get to see every sailing, which is magnificent. Great idea. But of course, Peter, if they go to your website and they also register, mm-hmm. what are they going to win? They're going to win a fabulous $30,000 plus Alaskan cruise with Regent Seven Seas. It's amazing. So they've got the opportunity. So what do they have to do to win that? Absolutely nothing except (laughs) register with us. It's so easy. So you just have to provide your email and your phone number and then you can go into the chance to win that prize. That's extraordinary. And that sailing is for September this year, is that correct? Yes. September this year. So the the website for that is (laughs) cruisepassenger.com.au. Forward slash magazine, if you really want to. And be careful because Peter might want to come with you. Well, <laughs> it is for two and affairs are included. It's a oh, that's great, great, great Absolutely great. incredible. That's We're... an incredible prize because, you know, no, no, Rose, you've just returned, but I just cannot stress enough how magnificent Alaska is. Oh, yeah. If you haven't done it, and I always say I always liken Alaska to Africa. Mm. If you're going to do it, do it really, really well mm. because you're more than likely never going to return. That's a really good point. It is Although a I'm ready to, re- I, I want to return. I'm going to apply. Can I, I apply? I yeah. understand exactly what you mean. That's yes. right. Uh, so for those wanting the brochure, you can go to rssc.com and um, and that could be a lovely evening in as well, just a glass of wine I and, and browsing the brochure. That sounds what I do. I dog in my PMT. brochures <laughs> and I, I put them in order and I've got post-it notes on them, my favourite sailings. It's fantastic. And this is my reading for this evening is the Cruise and Travel Mag. Excellent. And you'll certainly find a lot about Region 7 Seas in there. Absolutely. So don't forget, the next edition of Cruise and Travel, our gorgeous print magazine, is on sale now, and that's at selected newsagents, or you can subscribe via the website cruisepassenger.com.au forward slash magazine. So a massive thanks to you, Lisa Pyle, Regent Seven Seas Cruises. It's been so great to spend time with you again today. And it's been wonderful to spend time with you both again. You're so both so passionate about cruise, and to talk about all the wonderful places around the world where we can cruise, It's, it's very exciting. What's we not are, to love? I must say exactly. We're so lucky. We yeah, are. We are very fortunate. Thank you very much again, Lisa. Thank you. See you next time, guys. 